Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world. That ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. The Toddcast Podcast. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and at toddhancock.ca. How's it going, JCA? You know what? You and I, uh, I think the last time that we were uh, together in a studio... With Fox back in the day, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been some time. I lost that. Yeah, it's been years, I, man. I talked to Danko, right? <laughs> right. That's that's it. I I I recognize your name now that I see you. I'm like, okay, recognize the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I was saying, you know, like it's been Danko, Danko, Danko. So when they're like, hey, can we, you know, you want to do uh, JC? I was like, fuck yeah, do I want to do JC? It's <laughs> been too long, man. <laughs> so talk about an exciting time for uh, for your band, like new album electric sounds it's out on friday i would think be you know besides the touring this has got to be like some of the and that's what it's all about it's creating for for you guys for the fans right yeah i mean we've been pretty consistent we put out a record every two years so yeah we've just been touring all the time although we don't tour in canada as much as we'd like to but we're lucky that we are wanted overseas more and have a have a market and uh you know, and uh, and are able to do what we do, like over here, so we can you know keep putting records out. So it's great. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder what it is about. What is it about the UK? What is it about Europe that loves your band so much? Because it's, it's um, definitely well, we there, right? Came here and we started working with a small label out of Sweden, and we're still working with them. So we just you know, it's. Uh, I could go into saying that there's lots of things, but at the end of the day, we've been touring here for so much and uh, people know our songs here and they hear them on the radio here. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of, you know, it's that kind of, you know, you come in from radio, you know, you know, these things, how, how it kind of goes, you get played on the radio, people recognize you. And there's obviously, we've gotten lots of great radio play in Canada, but we just, it just hasn't, uh, it's not to say that we're not successful in Canada. We we do well where we do, but we just have a bigger base here in, in Europe. So we're lucky to have that. Yeah. Uh, as yeah. always, uh, JC, with this new Danko Jones album, Electric Sounds, I mean, there's some excellently heavy riffs and uh, and grooves on this new album. Did any of the songs come together like quite quickly? Because sometimes they do, right? Yeah, I mean... Nothing come when we write the records is there's no uh divine inspiration. We just keep working. Like you have to treat it like you just have to keep working at your at your craft, at your songwriting, and you keep doing it every day. Mm. 
And uh, the fact that this record, like the previous record was done during the pandemic. So we kind of, you know, it was that whole isolation and being apart and we weren't able to really rehearse. So it was, I kind of took that like, oh, well, this could be a test to kind of try and do something different. So we were able to do that in somewhat of a remote setting where I did all the uh, the demos on my computer. Then we brought it to Eric and then we had all the guides for what we wanted to do for the songs and then we recorded the song. So then for this record here, none of us live in the same city. We're all far apart. So this was done pretty much over the, over email. So Danko would send me an idea. Then the day after I'd send him um, a finished arrangement. And then that would be the song. Cause I, I don't live in Canada anymore. You're in the UK. No, no. I live in Finland now. Oh, Finland. Oh, wow. Yeah. I live. Uh, What's it like there? It's uh, fall is coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was moose out this morning when I went running, so it's pretty nice. I live next to a forest. I live in the middle of, uh, like most Finnish people live in very remote places. We're in a pretty remote spot here. So, but yeah, I mean, he would send me the songs. I'd listen to them. I'd get them together while I'd be looking at my uh, at the crows in my backyard, and then I'd send him the finished arrangement, and then. That's it. And then we're pretty, after all these years, we kind of know that the, the trick is to kind of know to not be married to an idea, so to say. So we just kind of know when to let it go. And you know, when something works instantly, it works. So like for that, for that, that song, good time, he sent me this rough idea that he had that I just kind of took it apart, cut and pasted a bunch of stuff, added some stuff, rearranged it, sent it to him. I go, this is it. And he's like, yep this is it never thought this would be it and like you know because originally he had that little guitar lick that's at the beginning of the song was, that was just going to be a solo and i'm like oh that's too good man you got to keep using that throughout the thing so yeah i mean it, it, we've known each other for so long and we've been writing so much music so it's going into this record we we know what we want to do and we're not trying to trick the or i mean take the audience on a journey where i'm going to start playing an accordion or he's going to start playing like you know harp or yeah. the accordion too who knows <laughs> and, and, <laughs> you know and, what i mean it, totally yeah and and like so for for your band then what are the like constant like in studio um how, how do we even say it's like what are the things you're always doing in studio this because you're what like 10 albums in now but the same for eps yeah 12 albums and then uh i mean we just constantly write like we've constantly been writing like even this summer we had three days off in in malmo in sweden in the southern part of uh of uh, sweden mm. so i found a studio then we went in to record so we're just constantly doing stuff like that where it's like okay we go in and record and then uh, i'm lucky enough i have in this is my room my studio room here so i can kind of do some stuff here and uh yeah we're just constantly making music so and it's funny to think that, you know, when we started off as a band, we were told some of the songs that uh, we had were not good enough. We wouldn't be able to break it. So we're just kind of stubborn guys at the end of the day, because we still play those songs and we kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well, wasn't the whole like people who told us that were like, oh, OK, all right. I like I do remember when when you guys initially launched and everything like the plan wasn't to release music, though, was it? Like, I mean, we were naive enough to to think that we could, could do that. be a touring band, and uh, yeah. you know, then we realized that we had to pay for gas, and if you sold a t-shirt, <laughs> you could you could get your your twenty bucks. 
So, I mean, yeah, there, but the, but we did start off honing our chops, so to say, as a live performance band. And then now over the years, we're really honed in on, you know, recording and writing songs and, you know, being able to, uh, being fortunate enough to work with people, you know, like Garth Richardson out in, on, on the West Coast and learning from, from like these great people that we work with uh, recording-wise from, you know, from Garth to Eric Ratz and to Nick Raskalenix and and just to kind of take those experiences and build upon them and, and just keep writing music. Mm -hmm. And when did you like start playing and, and what were the bands that really were the first to grab a hold of you? I mean, the bands, the band? Like the bands, um, like which, which band? Oh, the band, the band started in 1996. No, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. Oh. <laughs> so when, when, Sorry. When did, yeah, when did you start playing? Like I started playing when I was like a teenager. And I mean, when I was a kid, it's like it was every band that you can think of that I was just listening to. I grew up in, I grew up in Southern Italy, so I was listening to a lot of like Italian oh. hardcore bands and then, you know, stuff from like a lot of Iron Maiden and you know, then Beastie Boys came. So I was kind of all over the place. And there was even, you know, just, I just kind of, I was more into like the punk rock side of things. So I think that kind of rubbed off on a lot of the, uh, how we kind of carry ourselves as a band in the business and in, in, in our approach, mm -hmm. a lot of DIY ethic. Yeah. And, and, and when you think back to like, just a little kid, like what's your first musical memory? Um, well, I just remember like my, my parents always having a turntable and just playing music. Like, you know, I just remember, <laughs> to be honest, it was the yellow, yellow submarine. Cause that song was always on. So I thought that was like, as a kid, you're like, Oh, that's funny. It's a yellow submarine. But then I'm like, Oh, okay. The Beatles are great. Like, yeah. you know, so you kind of grew up with that. You know, I remember, you know, I'm, I'm old enough to remember when, you know, when, what happened to John Lennon, where I was. And I'm like, okay. So just like all these like little musical things throughout the, throughout life and then you know yeah and what was the first concert you went to my first major concert <laughs> was pink floyd during the delicate sound of thunder tour and i went to go see it in uh just outside of naples and it was the first it was at a town called cava de Tirreni. and it's the first time they went back there since after the live at pompeii i think that was in 67 69 okay so yeah what do you specifically still remember about that show there's lots of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> lots and lots of drugs. I was like, wow. And I remember they had the pig, they had the whole like setup, and it was quite, you know, it was just getting there and like just hanging out because there was about like 14 or 15 of us that went, that traveled from my town to Cava de Tirreni to go see the concert. Oh, wow. It was like a whole That's experience, crazy. you know, a bunch of, a bunch of people just kind of going there and it, it ended up being like a whole day thing. And, that was kind of a, a fun, uh, a really good experience. I think I have the ticket still at my mom's house somewhere. I'll have to see yeah. when I go in October. And you're saying you're fairly young, like just a just a teenager. Yeah, I think I was like 12 or 13 or something like that. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And, and how about your first concert? Like playing for people. What stands out from that sh first show? Uh, I can't even remember when you played for people. It just, it's all, I've played so many shows now, but... <laughs> I still get nervous. I got to be honest with you. I still get nervous every time I play. So do you really, I think that's the, oh. yeah, I think that's the thing. I think once you lose that, or at least in my head, if I lose that, then I'm going to stop doing it. Mm. 
because there's part of me that kind of goes, oh, fuck. I'm just nervous just energy, nervous like you're now, excited to, for it. To, yeah, I'm excited for it. I love yeah. it still. Yeah. So I think that that's kind of when you kind of, when you lose that, you kind of, the edges might be gone. And then you're like, all right. Because you see so many, like you see so many people who tour and a lot of them, you know, they might be just doing it. It's going kind of through the motions. Through the motions. Yeah. yeah, going yeah. through the motions. And, uh, you know, it's funny, like before the pandemic, we played a show in this place in Huntington Beach in California at this small pub. We ended up playing this really small pub, no dressing room, no backstage area. It was just like, you know, shared toilet. And I'm like, oh, man, this place is kind of dumb. But the show was great. There's like yeah. 80 people. I was sitting out in the van with Danko going, oh, man, can you believe we're playing this place? And then the pandemic came. And after the first month of the pandemic, I go, I would play 100 of those nights now. So you just <laughs> really have to appreciate Like, it's not that I didn't appreciate it that night playing that show. But there's something about that night. I it just remember so vividly because I'm like, Okay, well, the last show I played was that one. Wow. And that's it. Like, you know what I mean? So you just go, you kind of, it just aligns your thinking. They're going, okay, well, you you never know. You never know what's going to happen. So, you know, at least we did have a good show that night and it was fun despite everything. Like there's people falling over, the PA, part of the PA fell down. Like, you know, it's one of those, I think Gallagher's Pub in Huntington Beach. You know, okay. it's one of those places. <laughs> it's, and like, how nice is it to be back playing shows? Like, talk about it. Yeah, and there's no more streams. There. Those streams were a little bit. Uh, I'm not going to say the word ambitious, but they 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 were pretty shite. Come on, yeah. <laughs> watching a stream and it's like, nah, we're not going there. Come I mean, on. Yeah, it's pretty rough. That's pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, JC, I'd love to get outside of uh, music and what you're known for just for a bit here. Yeah. I'm curious of what you're binge watching lately. Um, we watched that show Prescription. What was that? Never heard of it. Um, yeah, it's about the Oxycontin in, in the United States. It's like a six-part series. It was pretty oh, okay. dark and really, really good. So uh yeah. Just watching that. something the other day. It wasn't like anything on Netflix or anything. I just kind of yeah. stumbled stumbled on it on YouTube. And there's a uh I guess it's a pandemic in the States right now with a drug called Tranks. Oh, I have no and idea. Is, is it something with fentanyl as well? Is this Tranks? Yeah, it's like the it's like a the, it's like the zombie drug is what they call it. But they, it gets people like all slumped over and everything. But like one of the main things oh. that's happening is like fucking amputation from this drug. Like wow. it's so sad. Yeah. It's dude, just it's so crazy, sad. man. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, this was very drama dramatized series, although they had at the beginning of each, uh, I think it's called Painkiller. It's on it's on Netflix. But at the yeah. beginning of each of the episodes, they had somebody who shared their real story. And it's just like, whoa, kind of he's like, you're like, wow, that's heavy. Yeah. So, yeah. I've always seen I heard like when you tour the US, people, like, yeah, we're they're on Oxy. I'm like, what? The? I'm like, oh, my God. I know. Right. Brutal. Yeah. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Brutal. It, did you ever get into did you ever get into comic books as a kid um yeah i mean there was always the marvel stuff that i got into i still have my uh mass is it the masters of the universe or the marvel comics where they have all like the a to z and that took like two years to collect i think oh no way you have that yeah yeah so yeah it's in the closet wow. <laughs> so i still have that and then i got a lot more into like the manga stuff and, oh yeah yeah not super super heavy into it, but I do I do enjoy it. Because I think that Danko's right into that too, isn't he? 
I think. Yeah, he does enjoy the comics. Stuff, yeah, so. yeah. What do you what do you think of all the the crazy amount of superhero movies they're making right now? Is the, like I so, can't keep up. I mean, yeah. there's been some that are great, but others I just I just can't keep up. And then I'm just like, it's just it's too much. Yeah, yeah. it's too much. Yeah. Just Which superpower much. would you want to have, JC? Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, I can't really think of a superpower that makes me happy. I'm pretty happy. I'm content as I am right now. Yeah, so. yeah for are you big flying? Sport? I guess flying. Everybody well, wants I mean, to flying. Fly. Everyone, everybody wants. Yeah, to fly. everyone wants yeah. to fly. So yeah, it'd be pretty rad. Kind of be good, so I wouldn't have to take a plane again. But bullet speeds though, like oh, you can fly, but only thirty k an hour. Hey, I'll take that. No problem, man. Just <laughs> little riding. That's it. <laughs> and uh, how about sports? Are you a big sports guy? Yeah, I mean, I, I do. I do like sports and stuff. So, and I do like well, I like football, yeah. soccer for the North Americans. Although now it's crazy in uh, in North America because Messi's playing in Miami, so the tickets for MLS are going wild all over the place. That's good. Oh. And I watch a lot of basketball. I still follow that. I just watch the FIBA tournament right now. Tennis as well. Oh, really? won the 24th, uh, yeah. 24th slam. So he's, I love that guy. And uh, I, I'm an avid runner. So I run constantly. I just ran a marathon last week. Come on, like and, an actual uh, 45 K marathon. Yeah. I ran it last week and then, uh, yeah, I ran marathon last week, and then I've run six half marathons this summer. So I just keep what? I just keep, keep pretty busy. Yeah, Holy then, man. Uh, I cycle. I have to get better at my swimming, so that's my next uh, six month goal is the the swimming to improve my swimming, so I can. Wow! So are here you in the town? There's a there's a, an Ironman. I'd love to try and doing that. So. That's crazy, dude! So you're in the best shape of your life, like presently. I take care. I, I like to take care of myself. I think it's just fun it's great you know i love being outside like i went for i live we live right behind this like little like it's, it's not little but we live behind a forest so even today i was like ah screw it i'm just gonna go trail running i went trail running and there's moose running around and it's it's really nice so That's great man and how's yeah. your golf game like do you get out much because i know played, a lot of if, if i tell you this you're gonna laugh but i've played golf a few times but i've played <laughs> In New Zealand and in Wales. Those are the only two places I've played in. So I went down to New Zealand to visit a mate, and then he's like, oh, you have to play golf. I'm like, okay. So we went down, and uh, it was great. And we ha actually had proper lessons. And then I went to to visit him again in in, uh, in the UK. We were in Wales, and we played in a course there. But I haven't uh, yeah. I haven't gone back again. But what's huge here in is uh, disc golf. Have you heard of that? Oh, yeah, yeah. So good. Yeah. Frisbee, yeah. So I got one. I have a... I have a disc, but I haven't tried it at all. I'm really kind of, I, I just like, it's pretty much cycling and running. That's all I can do. Yeah. Well, that's, that's all I That's all I, I can do. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> drop a mortal man to his knees. Yeah, yeah. That's all I do. I that's run like, I you know, at least 50 kilometers a week. And then, you know, I that's cycle. Crazy, dude. Crazy. Yeah, so. All right, JC, I'm going to respect your time, man. I'll ask you a couple oh, more. Oh, no, no worries. And we'll wrap it up here. Uh, yeah. I, I, it's not a question. I, I want you to share a story with us, a near-death story where you're like, holy shit, I could have just died there. I don't know if I have any. That I, just to think of it. I mean, you could die any day. <laughs> right. It's all in your mind, how you think about it. Like, I kind of... Nothing's coming to... Yeah. yeah. 
we're all our bodies are going to cease to exist and we are going to just you know we're going to continue and people's memories are going to of us are going to be you know just uh what's what our soul carries on to them so yeah i i can't think of one particular instance yeah fair uh of course you've had an incredible career could you nail it down to one career highlight the gig in uh, Huntington Beach, man. You just got to make sure you love those moments. The one I was telling you about, like, you know, the last one you do where you just never know. It's every day what you do something. You just got to, you know, you're not working towards something. You are existing in it. Like, you know, yeah. it's not. And for me, this is not a hobby or a pastime. This is my life. And I treat it accordingly. And, you know, you always have to be kind and gracious to everybody around you. And that's, you know. That's the boomerang in the universe. It'll come back. Mm -hmm. Actually, you know, there is a, one other thing I wanted to talk to you about. Go uh, for it. I, I'm, I'm not pressed for time. So Okay. I, I was told 20. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. No, 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 no. no okay. By all means. <laughs> okay. So the, the one thing I've, I've, I've always wanted to talk to you about this, and maybe we have in the past, but um, or you've been with the band since the beginning, but if you've had like, yeah. I don't know how many drummers, mm -hmm. maybe talk about that, like the difference of playing, even though they're all playing the same songs, it's just a yeah there's definitely di like, there's different drummers have had different like you know techniques and methods of uh of playing and uh you know rich has been with us for has been the longest tenured drummer now so he's been uh he's been great and you know we've been very prolific with him at the at the drum behind the drum kit and uh you know prior to rich there was adam adam willard was playing with us and adam yeah. In, in Offspring and Angels and Airwaves, and we were huge fans of his band, Rocket from the Crypt. And right now he's playing in, I think he's he was playing in Against Me, now he's in Alkaline Trio. So he's one of those guys oh, kind of going all over the place. So, uh, you know, his style was different, but everyone's style is different. But at the end of the day, it's the songs are what they are. And mm -hmm. you know, they're not kind of weird. If the drum setup for Danko Jones is really three drums, kick, snare, and uh and a cowbell <laughs> you know, that's it there's no toms or anything like that there's a floor tom but like you know it's just really like kick drums floor tom and a snare those are the three drums and yeah and the cowbell yeah so it's, it works it's very there and uh you know it's i think it's more of what less of what you can play with the kit to really have the songs move yeah yeah are you a big reader? What are you reading right now? Right now, I'm reading an Italian book on its folk, folklore stories for children. <laughs> it's oh. a big anthology by, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's what I'm reading. Uh, uh, do you read rock uh, autobiographies? Not so much. Uh, there's been a few. I mean, there's been some great ones, that, of course, over the years. One of my favorite ones is Duff's autobiography. That's a that's a great one. I've heard that's mm -hmm. great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's a great writer, great guy, and you know he's he's just you know him and uh, and also the, another extremely talented writer is Barrett, the drummer from uh, Screaming oh, Trees. Screaming Trees, yeah. And uh, he's was in a band with with Duff as well. So we got to tour with them and found out that Barrett's an extremely uh, very like, talented writer. So he's yeah. really he goes into that. Did you ever hear the stuff that Barrett was doing with a band called Patron? 
I probably have. I probably have. Yeah. If you haven't checked that out, man, some some. Yeah. Really, he's, he's, he's a great guy. Very, very queens of the Stone Age. Very yeah, very like that style. Incredible drummer, but like just such a nice dude, down to earth, and like very, very clever, clever dude. So. Um, yeah. yeah. And of course, yeah. you know Duff McKagan's bass. I mean, as you're a bassist, like he has some yeah, amazing Duff, products. Duff's like, a great guy. I mean, it was pretty funny because uh, we were touring with. You know, we did a bunch of shows with Loaded and, uh, you know, we, we were in Australia and then, you know, we were uh, all over the U.S. with them. So it was it was really cool to hang out with, with Duff and, uh, you know, and then uh, at that time, we were also did ended up doing touring with Guns N' Roses in, in 10 different countries as well. But Duff wasn't playing with uh, with them. It was Tommy Stinson, which is still fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. So They've all I got stories. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's great that Duff's back in there, and uh, yeah, he's he's a, he's an awesome dude. Yeah, that's great. Uh, what's the rest of twenty twenty three looking like for you guys? Right now, we have uh, tomorrow. Actually, I'm off to Berlin. We do a, a week of promo, so we're doing a couple of days in uh, Germany. Um, where we're doing a bunch of radio and press, and then uh, we do some radio shows, and then we fly to Helsinki to do one radio show, and then we're in Stockholm for three days doing press and stuff. Then we come back, have a few weeks off, then we're, we do a couple of shows in Ontario, Toronto, Waterloo, and... Oh, my God, I can't remember. And another place in Ontario. <laughs> Just a whirlwind of activity. Yeah, and then uh, back here, and then we have another, like, three weeks off that's when I'm, then I'm going to go home for a week to, to visit my mother and then uh we do the big uh, almost six week European tour from November to December mm. and then next year we pick out it again and then it's just uh more touring and hopefully we get more Canadian dates and come out to the west coast and do yeah. a bunch of pretty much long overdue from a proper Canadian run yeah so yeah well, looking forward to everybody hearing your new album, Electric Sound. Oh, nice Thank Oats, you so much. Uh, this Friday, September 15th, you guys never fail to deliver, my friend. Uh, oh, pump okay. for you guys, man. What an exciting time for your band. Uh, you're at Calabrese John on uh, Instagram. Your band is Danko underscore Jones. How much did that bug you guys to not be able to get straight up Danko Jones? Um, I think it, it straight up Danko is like some weed. Some today. weed. It's some weed. <laughs> So that they're, they're yeah, winning. That's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's just yeah, like what? Think, Come on. Yeah, I don't think we've. I don't think we care that much, to be honest. It's it's there. It's now people know what it is, and uh, the underscore is there. It yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you again, John. I appreciate it, man. Okay, nice one, man. Nice one. Awesome. Yeah, really, really dig your band, man. You know that. Uh, you know, like I said, I've talked to Danko many times, and it's great to see you uh, and, and to get your stories, your perspective of being in this awesome band. So, very okay, cool. Nice man. Have a great day, and uh, say hi to Danko, and and, uh, and we'll see you soon. Okay, we'll do. Okay, okay. take care. See you, man. Okay, bye. Subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, and Spotify at Toddcast Podcast.
Hey, I'm Jillian Clare, the host of the podcast, Thanks for Coming In. I've accumulated some pretty crazy audition stories over the past 20 years, and so have my friends. And I was like, you know what? No, not gonna do this. And then Disney calls and is like, we need you to come test for the Ant-Man movies. I didn't know if my scene was gonna get cut or not. Ooh, I could play that. Tune in every Thursday to hear your favorite actors tell the funniest, saddest, and most cringeworthy audition stories. Sometimes even the one that got away. Thanks for Coming In is available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.